the NFL sets an example that makes a positive difference. Unfortunately, over the past several weeks, we have seen all too much of the NFL doing wrong. That starts with me. I said this before, back on August 28th, and I say it again now. I got it wrong in the handling of the Ray Rice matter, and I'm sorry for that. I got it wrong on a number of levels, from the process that I led to the decision that I reached. But now I will get it right and do whatever is necessary to accomplish that. That was your commissioner two years ago talking about Ray Rice. Post-game celebration with my girls. Whatever that was. So that was your commissioner, Roger Goodell the good commissioner of the NFL, talking about how he was going to get it right with Ray Rice. Uh, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. Uh, this is Tony Loconti. I'm back with the Malcolm Go Podcast on October 26, 2016. In with me today is Vince and Tyler Trainer working on one mic. What's up, guys? Yeah, sounds fine. So we wanted to get going with that right away, right off the bat, talk about hypocritical. So... As we all know here, um, Josh Brown, the kicker for the Giants, had a journal in which he describes apparently beating his wife 20 times or more, uh, was placed on the commissioner's exempt list after being suspended only a single game, and then after all these allegations or truths come out about his actual proceedings with his wife, whether it was 20 times or how many times he beat her, the Giants cut him. Um, now, John Mara, or Mara, whatever, the owner of the Giants, was one of the biggest proponents of getting Tom Brady, making sure he was uh, punished for Deflategate or whatever, for no, with no evidence. Now, the whole time, they were protecting Josh Brown and making sure that he, a kicker, of all p people, doesn't get punished as harshly as he could have. Meanwhile, they put him on an exempt list where he can spend nothing but his time at home uh, around his wife. So he's <laughs> he said some crazy shit here. Uh, you overcooked the steak? I told you you didn't <laughs> overcook the steak. So exactly, Fuck he's gonna yeah. be home. Josh will be home all day, just fucking booting footballs into his <laughs> wife's face. <laughs> um, so he's got some classic quotes. So. I just think it's hilariously hypocritical of John Mara, of all people, a guy that wanted Tom Brady railroaded, wanted him punished, wanted to be on the punishment committee uh, or be on the committee of uh, action, I guess, to decide his punishment, uh, is having this all happen. Uh, and just a little side note, my son has decided to learn how to climb out of his crib yesterday, and it takes him now under 10 seconds to do it. We'll no longer sleep. We'll only scream. Uh, well, while my wife tries to read him stories, he's going to come running in right now as I watch him climb out of his crib. Now down to the pillows and out. So that's going to be happening for the next several hours. Um, so you may Years. hear some screams. Just deal with it. Uh, just know that I'm having a worse time than you are. Uh, <laughs> and she's probably having a worse time than all of us, trying to read him a story and make him go to sleep. So um, classic John Mara writes, uh, reads this. I'm saddened that it's come to this. Two weeks before the Super Bowl, that's all we talked about was Deflategate. Now coming into training camp, that's all we're talking about. 
listen, the commissioner has a very difficult job to do here, but at the end of the day, I think he made a decision on the evidence, first of all, didn't exist, none, and the facts, again, none, that were before him without regard for the profile of the player or his personal relationship with the owner. You know what? That's what he's paid to do. He did this job. We could argue about whether it was fair or unfair, but he has to make a very tough decision under very difficult circumstances, and he did it. So he talks about the profile of the player in there. Uh, if Tom Brady beat his wife over 20 times, do you think that he would, uh, do you think that would have came out in the news, maybe? Do you think something would have happened? Uh, John Marriage is hypocritically talking about uh, basically getting caught up in the facts now with his own players and how they basically shielded him from NFL discipline um, while he was, I don't know if he was admitting guilt behind the scenes, but certainly shows that um, not all players are alike and not all teams are alike. Um, and this domestic violence thing is not going to go away in the NFL anytime soon, no matter how many uh, powerful little girl commercials they put on or, <laughs> or um, you know. Or shit fucking breast cancer awareness. Yeah, where they month give. Month after month. Where they give no money to the, uh, they give no money to breast cancer awareness or research, but a quarter of the season you're wearing pink on the field. It's part of your uniform to wear pink now. Uh, but that's where we stand. I think the NFL is taking a huge hit over this. What do you say, Vince? One, I, I don't really understand. I never understood why Mara went after Brady so much because of all owners. He's know, the guy that doesn't have anything to it's, yeah. it's He's the one guy that like he, he can say, ah, we got him twice in the Super Bowl. I think that he looks at himself, and Peter King wrote about it, that he's, he sees himself as like a priest-like figure. like He's like some type of patron saint of the NFL. He's got the good guy team that's been there since the beginning. And uh, he wanted to promote, you know, uh, a good league and something that's respectable. Meanwhile, behind the scenes, all this stuff's happening. And I don't know when he bought the team. I think they've owned it for a million years. So, I mean, they've had Lawrence Taylor, that's Dave Meggett. They've had millions of players that were just problems. Good guys. That yeah. is very priest-like of him, though. Yeah. Covered up behind the scenes. <laughs> that's <laughs> true, too. <laughs> I've heard rumblings that... Um, that Brown doctor, the report that he gave Mara, or that that's what they're saying. Well, do you take a guy it. at this point? You can't take a guy at his word. Yeah. Uh, if there's a, if there's a, in any, um, what do you call it? If there's any um, people that are out there saying that you've committed domestic violence, if there's any accusations that there's domestic violence, you have to, on, and especially in this league and with the news world we live in. You have to treat it as the number one thing, and you cannot let the, I don't know, be the face of your franchise. He, not that the kicker is the face of the franchise, but you can't let him represent your team anymore. Yeah. Especially with domestic violence, because, I mean, we were accused of deflating footballs, and we were held, we were guilty by... It was the first thing yeah. on fucking Brazilian yeah. news and TMZ so and basically CNN, could, Fox News. That's the integrity of the league they're talking about there. Gotta <laughs> protect the shield. Gotta protect the shield. <laughs> For the integrity of the league. I can't listen to the integrity of the league anymore. <laughs> it's um, so the, there's reports that both the NFL and the Giants had all this information that has already come public. Uh, John Brown, whatever, said he had come out and said that he never hit his wife, which I don't know if that makes sense, because apparently he did say he hit his wife in a journal, which why would you write that down? And then second, um, 
then he denies it a week later. I don't know. So I don't know where Goodell goes from here. He's probably – this is probably the end for him. Just absolute scum. Oh, you him. think it's the end? I th- it's got to be. Yeah. I, it's, it's, it's coming up. I mean, it's not going to be – It's he's not going to go out on uh, on top like he's like uh, David Ortiz or something or Peyton Manning even. He's going to be fired or have to resign. And why would you want this job? You made, what, a hundred-something million in the last two years, three years? What do you need to do it for? If you're going to sit there and be the face of, of evil and domestic violence, like allowing it to happen, where giants beat on little girls. It's the power tone. It's the I guess power. it is the power. You can be ho- power-hungry, but what, what power do you really have? Like, does anyone... <laughs> a lot. <laughs> yeah, you, have a lot you have power over the, the players and the teams, but like... Is anybody excited to see Roger Goodell anywhere? He thinks he's like the last, the last like, well, in America, the last like slave owner. Like he can just like do whatever he wants and kind of control is. all these minions. Except for they get paid a lot of money. Yeah, not as much as him. That's true. You know, he makes as much. I mean, I guess the, if he keeps the, a year? if he keeps the owners happy, happy and gets them get keeps them getting paid, then I guess it doesn't really matter to anybody uh, because who else is going to force him out? Nobody. The NFLPA, the players can't do it. If he didn't get fired after it's only Ray the, R- the Ray Rice thing, like it, the guy seems untouchable. How many times yeah. can you completely just botch these situations though until it's time you just go? You know. I know it's. I guess you get one. You get one. Okay, I fucked this up. But the second time, yeah. Uh, and you know, already you get the cries of race. It's like um, drunk driving accidents. First you, time, all right, it yeah, happens. Exactly. Plenty of people take out a kid. The second time is where we draw the line. <laughs> All right, we got to take your license away. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, maybe they got to take his license away to be the commissioner of the league. I'm sure there's somebody else that can do that job. I mean, he's not the only guy yeah. on earth that can be a fucking NFL commissioner. I enjoy hating the commissioner, though. Yeah, I guess everyone does. I mean, you, 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 anybody that's ever handled, handed a trophy to a champion has been booed unceremoniously. Nobody cares, but whether it's Bud Selig or Gary Bettman or... Tagliabue. It didn't matter who it was. I think they just always got booed. I never understood we, Batman. Like, they, I mean, there was a walkout and stuff, but he's. I think he's done a pretty good job. I, don't I mean, he's the NHL, so he's like got the least powerful uh, league in the United States, and I guess probably hockey hockey lifers like myself don't like the expansion of hockey. I still think that hockey should be a Northeast Canada and maybe a, a North Midwest league you know the original six plus like some canadian teams i don't think florida should have a fucking team <laughs> or two or three how many teams they have now yeah. uh, i mean they fold and like fucking not florida but i mean atlanta folded phoenix is constantly threatening moving they're going to vegas now well, somebody's going to vegas yeah. i mean that's just going to create gambling which is good for everybody else i mean i guess it's fine but nobody cares about hockey as much no one's going to be asking for his job unless they're watching tsn and Toby Coke Canada. I don't know. So, Patriots news this week. Uh, Dion Lewis supposedly returning to practice. Uh, I'm a little nervous about this, guys. I, I think he's lost a step. Uh, according to some reports, he's not going to be as quick. I, th- I know he had already had an ACL surgery previously, but now James White is literally shredding defenses. He was the number one rated pass, rated pass catching back in the NFL by PFF, which I hate to... Uh, I hate to bibliography here, bring up PFF and Chris Collinsworth things, but he, they had him graded at like an, a 95 over everybody. Not that there's many good ones left. Um, I mean, Sproles. Who else is left? I don't even know. Forte, is he good? 
Um, Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell, but he's only played a couple games. Oh, I got a new sound. <laughs> Niggas is wildin'! <laughs> Niggas is wildin'! <laughs> Some favorite Chappelle show bits. <laughs> I, um... So I was having fun with that last night when I was putting together some more sounds. So I don't know. I guess we can we can discuss um, Deion Lewis coming back and and splitting carries with James White. I mean, there's the potential to have them both in the backfield with two tight ends and one wide receiver. So you got Deion Lewis, James White in the backfield. Then you got Martellus Bennett and Gronk, and then one wide receiver in a set. Yeah, that's a vicious. Uh, I'm not worried about it like you are. I mean, it's just house money. Um, I just think that um, it is house money, right? Like, yeah. I, yeah. Why worry about it? I mean, it's just another. It's another body. It's another weapon. But uh, the only thing I'm worried about is it's going to reduce James White productivity. Um, what one thing it will do is get Brandon Bolden off the field on offense, which is fucking. Oof. He probably had his worst game as a Patriot, maybe as a co- as a football player last week. Dropped that easy third down conversion, then immediately oh, looked up field. Immediately ran and got had the punt on the four yard line and decided to bat it into the end zone for some reason. Yeah, well, that, I didn't even understand that. that I don't know. I stopped watching it. I was like, I, I went to the bathroom. I was like, oh, good. They downed the punt, and then I saw him just slap it. Like I was like, why is he slapping? Like he was slapping a wine bag at a college party. <laughs> Who was yelling at the ref after that play? Um, I don't know, but he walked for, down he there and he was smiling. Open. And he's smiling like he's having a good old yeah. time. Cost us. <laughs> and then the fucking Steelers walked right down the field and scored a, a field goal like with you know time running out in the half. So basically cost us whatever it was, 15 yards uh, and with whatever there was, like a minute left in the half. Yeah, what could he possibly have done with that ball? Yeah, okay. Not touch it or yeah. catch it. I don't yeah. know why he batted it into the end zone. That would be my first question. Kind of like the weird, it was the weirdest life. decision I've ever seen. Like, just don't touch it. I think he was out of bounds and then just slapped it into the end zone like it was a fucking, I have no idea, beach ball. It was the weirdest weirdest move. And then what else? He made another bad play later on. I forget what it was, but it was annoying me. Um, some more. The Patriots traded away my Razorback this week. AJ Derby yeah. gets traded to... An AFC power, the Denver Broncos. Isn't that weird? For two AF- It's like the Red Sox trading with the Yankees right now it, when they're both still going for championships. They trade A.J. Derby, who's... Let's, let's, hold on. I want to talk about how Trader Bill does things, though. So A.J. Derby didn't play at all last year. This is his first year playing for real in the league. Comes in as a sixth-round pick. Never caught a pass. He's played 35, pass pl- he's played 35 plays total. Never caught a pass. No, I don't think he's been targeted, and the Patriots flipped him for a fifth-round pick. So they got a fifth-round pick for a sixth-round pick that is two years into his deal and hasn't made a play yet. Yeah, that's Trader Bill. How's that? I, th- I think he's just betting the odds there. Whatever. I mean, why do you, I don't know how you understand. How do you go and get more value for a guy that hasn't done anything yet? I, Kubiak's going to probably make him into a, you know, like um, who we had last year that was who was like Owen Owen Daniels? Oh, yeah. He'll be similar to that. He can't block Candy. worth shit, but I mean, I mean, he looked good in the preseason. But exactly, he did look he good. He's going against. So now you're stuck with two tight ends. Now you now we started with four. If you remember, they had AJ Derby and uh, Clay Harbor. Yeah. AJ Derby beats out Clay Harbor, so they trade him or they cut him, and now they trade AJ Derby. So now you got no tight ends, but Marcel Reese is out there on the street. Does he become an option? 
think Devlin's like your third tight end pretty much. He takes that spot for what most other teams would use as a tight end. I guess, yeah. I, yeah, you'd put a tight end in the backfield or an extra lineman to come in. I mean, the Patriots are one of a handful of teams that still use a fullback, a true fullback. Now, I heard they um, they worked out Reese. They did work him out and weeks he, ago, though. And he followed uh, Martellus Bennett on Twitter, which I don't know why every American isn't following Martellus Bennett on Twitter. <laughs> but He's the weirdest <laughs> motherfucker. They are saying that, uh, I don't know, could mean... Could mean he's coming I, I hate those reports. Did you see that Kevin Garnett followed the Celtics on Twitter? No. That Nobody. Who notices that shit? They always like, was it Jared that um, did the Pablo Sandoval thing on Instagram? I think uh. it was. So fan of, fan of the show, Jared Carabas, uh, was, I think it was um, a couple years ago, Pablo Sandoval was like hurt or something for the Red Sox, and he went into the bathroom. Was taking a shit or something, and he was liking photos on Instagram of like fat ass bitches. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think Jared outed him on Twitter or something, got him all fucked up. He had to come out and apologize. And then in, in between his uh, bacon sandwiches, whatever he eats, um, Jared did that. I think so. It was him. For that, I that I remember. Ninety nine percent sure now. Um, another trade on um, in Patriots land. They traded a sixth rounder for Kyle Van Noy out of Detroit. Out of Detroit. I'm what excited for this what do you trade. Think about that? Uh, well, it's basically the Akeem Ayers trade reincarnated. Uh, Akeem Ayers was a little bit higher uh, regarded coming out of college as a pass rusher, but Kyle Van Noy, uh, I watched him. He's got some great potential. He was a star in uh, BYU. college at BYU. Anytime you can add a Mormon a good to the Mormon. team, I, I'm going to take the chance every, every time you get it. I assume he didn't go on a mission or whatever they do. I don't know what they have to do, but I know you can't, like, sleep with girls or live with girls or do anything with girls. See, until I don't know if he's a Mormon, though. I, I can't imagine. Why would you go to BYU? You can go mean, anywhere else. Are you telling me the whole football team's Mormon? Well, even the brothers? I think so. I think, well, most of them. Well, they have to obey to the Mormon law while they're there or you get booted. I know that for a fact. You have to obey Mormon, like, code of conduct, whatever that is. So you can't drink, you can't do drugs, you can't uh, be around girls, live with girls, any of that crap. I've been to BYU, and it is uh, just a horrific town. Yeah, a boring well, place no, to be. Well, no, it's actually beautiful, but there's just nothing going on. It's because I mean, there's, no, there's no dark side to it, <laughs> because everyone is fucking reading the Bible, the no, Mormon Bible. I'm telling you, they're doing weird shit back at, back in, back at home. Back at Provo, yeah. Utah. They just don't talk Wearing weird it. Mormon underwear. Yeah, you have uh, to drive like out of state to get alcohol. It's unbelievable. What a terrible place to live. Beautiful though. Yeah, Beautiful gorgeous, city. gorgeous. <laughs> um, so, so this is either one one way or the other. So, this is Bob Quinn, who is now the GM or the president of football operations in Detroit. Used to be the head scout for the Patriots. Yeah. So he knows what the Patriots look for in defense or as players as a whole. So he's either helping Belichick, which could be. True, because he's in the NFC and is going nowhere fast right now. I rub now. your back, you rub mine. Yeah, or he's fucking him over and being like, eh. But, I mean, what did Detroit even get out of the deal? They they move up like 10 spots in the draft and lose a player that wasn't playing. So it doesn't really hurt them. Maybe it helps the Patriots. He played this year. Yeah, he plays, but he doesn't, he doesn't start anymore. He was a second-round pick two years ago. 40th, yeah. Yeah, he went fucking high. And he was, a, you know, the Patriots had him targeted and they had him you know, everyone was mocking him to the Patriots for a while. Um, so 
I mean, he'll help out an outside linebacker. Well, I mean, we needed that more than we needed a tight. I we're. You need I someone we, that's going to rush the passer because no one's getting there right now. I saw that video you posted of Mingo yeah. uh, from LSU. That was ridiculous. It's a fucking monster. And, and, you know, he doesn't Mingo again. Martivius. I, give me fucking, uh, just line him up and let him fucking go. What the hell? Getting feedback. For All right, I don't know what that was about, so sorry about that. So we started 20 minutes in and we're fucking getting feedback now. So anyway, I think we were talking about Akeem Ayers. Uh, the Barkevius Mingo uh, move to bring him in here and how much we need to see him rush the passer because Chris Long is not getting there. Jabal Sheard, to my uh, extreme disappointment, isn't getting there every single... I mean, he he should be at the quarterback's feet every single play, creating pressure. He's the best pass rusher on the team. He was last year, even with Chandler Jones. He was rushing inside and outside. I was so excited to see him this year. I uh, I predicted he was going to out-sack Chandler Jones, and he's not getting anywhere close. I mean, he's gotten sacks, but they're late in the game, and they're coverage sacks more than anything. No one's He's not beating uh, tackles and sacking the quarterback in two seconds. Um, so anyway, I want to see Barkevious Mingo. Just fucking let him go at the end of the game. Let him fucking rush. He can't be worse than Shane McClellan. He can't be worse than Chris Long and fucking... Anthony Johnson can't be. They they must have no interest in in playing Shane McClellan. At, uh, I mean to bring him in because they don't they don't want to move Ninkovich back. They they keep talking about that. No, Shane McClellan is a dud. Well, now with Roberts back, Roberts coming out of nowhere. But he, yeah, but They're he's a rookie much and they don't. At, at linebacker they don't want to rely him. They don't want to rely on him as a rookie. Landon Roberts isn't a, isn't a pass rushing linebacker. He's yeah. just a, a thumper. Somebody who's going to stop the run. He's not going to rush the passer. You got Jamie Collins, Hightower, the only ones getting any pressure right now. Uh, occasionally, Sheard will get there. Chris Chris Long's a one trick pony. He's a fucking bull rush, and that's it. I haven't seen him do anything but it. I saw him do a a spin move into nowhere last game. Uh, I just want to see Barkevius Mingo get a chance. I mean, I know everyone likes Chris Long, and he's a good teammate and a good guy, but... He's cool. That's why we want to like him, cool. but... He had two it, weeks, one and two, he looked great, and then... Yeah, I haven't really seen him last few weeks. He hasn't done anything. Has no. he, he's got, what, one sack? I don't even know if he's got that. He might have one. Maybe. Definitely doesn't have multiple. Um, I, haven't, I haven't been impressed with him at all, and I'm certainly not impressed with... with um, Shane McClellan. He, th- this might be an indictment of the Shane McClellan signing. I think, don't think he gets a second year. Think it's uh, time to push the panic button on Chris Long? Uh, I don't know if it's time to push the panic button on Chris Long. But, but it might be time to push the panic button. Uh, I'm not too worried about him. I mean, he does his job. He can, he contains and he, he, he stops the run, which is all you have to really do. I mean, pass rush is third in defense for the Patriots, I've always said. <laughs> Keep contain and, and stop the run. I just want to see fucking... Let me see fucking Barkevius Mingo, who came out of college, sixth overall pick, a pass-rushing juggernaut at LSU. Let him get after the quarterback. He had that one, who was that, against the Giants in the, uh, or the Panthers in the, uh, for, uh, in the preseason? He was just dominating the entire yeah, game after the, the trade. Yeah. Let him go out there and run around. Fuck it. I mean, he's got to know the defense by now. Don't don't let him cover. Just go run get the quarterback. <laughs> yeah, That's he got it. burnt. Was it this week or last week he got burnt? Yeah, last week he got burnt. But whatever, don't Got make him cover. Him. Let him run yeah. against, fucking try and sack someone. He's like a mini Jamie Collins, how athletic he is. He's a freak. I think he's, t- yeah, he's what, 6'4", but he's, what's he weigh, about buck 60? Uh-huh. I don't know. He's got no weight on his bones. So, 
Um, I mean, Shane McClellan has just been invisible this year. Invisible. I, I can't think of one play he's made, a tackle, a, a pressure, a, a, a defensive a pass breakup, anything. I know he's out with a concussion the last couple of weeks, but I, I, he's really useless to me. And I think they got him on a three-year deal. Maybe it's two, but he's not getting a second year if he continues at this pace. He has been a dudderoo. The guy saving the team pretty much at the linebacker position is Chung. I mean, he's a safety, but he's been playing that nickel almost no, linebacker spot. Nickel linebacker the whole time. I mean, Chung. Chung's a beast. There was some great uh, stuff about Chung today. Belichick talking about how they misused him in his first uh, go-round with the Patriots. Then he went to the Eagles. They misused him there. Then they figured out, you know, I guess they had a – when they cut him, they figured they had to get a couple more things right. They bring in McCordy at safety. Uh, and then they had a they had to build – a, a more nickel look rather than him playing a, a cover two look because he would he was terrible in the zone. They needed to play more man. So when they decided to go more man, they brought him in, and the results are obvious. I mean, he's all he's he's a Pro Bowler uh, at safety now. Great tackler. What's his contract? Uh, I thought he got extended for a couple more years recently. So he's definitely not a free agent this year, or maybe the upcoming year. I think One of the only guys on our defense who's not a free agent. <laughs> yeah, I know, but. Patriots got so much cap room next year they could sign everyone and free agents if they want to. I think they got sixty million plus next year, um, and that's second most in the league. I think. Oh, so it's fucking crazy. So, um, so Pat Steelers recap. You guys watch the game? I hope so. Absolutely. Uh, no, I missed that one. Got after it. I went. I went apple picking. I had to go to a fucking 80th birthday party. I was watching it from a bar. Miserable. My grandmother's 80th birthday party, so we're all sitting there chatting it up. My kid running around trying to get his fingers under the buffet fires, and I'm trying to watch Gronkowski. Um, so Legarrette Blunt continues to impress. What's he? He's like top five rushing the league. He's got eight touchdowns in seven games. I thought it was going to be a James White day, and then it was just another LG day. I, you can't stop him right now. The offensive line is just dominating up front. Um, the Steelers' defense, I knew, was trash from the beginning. Uh, I said it last week. Uh, they didn't have Cameron Hayward, who's their best defender. Uh, their linebackers are weak. Um, they have no uh, corners, no safeties. I mean, and that was obvious at the end of the game when Gronk picked up the mistake by them, just ran right through the uh, middle of the safeties, caught a touchdown. And, uh, hi, Sonny. And then, um, so... It was pretty obvious. The kid is through me right now <laughs> as he jumped out of his Blunt crew. really is – he's the best player on the offense so far this year. He's Blunt, yeah, he's – Well, he's probably the most – he's the most um, – what do you call it? Consistent. Consistent, and he's probably the best jump from last year. Yeah. He's, prob- he's o- outplayed himself ever since he's been here. I hated it. I didn't want him to be on this team. I've said it from the be- – I, I, will, I will come and say that I didn't want him on the team. I thought he was too slow to the line. He – Tried to cut too much behind the line. He's a he's he's a downhill runner, but he's got crazy agility you don't see coming, and he's been d- showing it. He's as long as he doesn't he's have to cut behind the line, he's a fucking bulldozer. He's killing people. He's it just seemed like um, the last few years, like he'd run right into the back of the line. And yeah. I think maybe that's the offensive line. Maybe it was. Maybe, but like I think was it last week? The same thing happened. And he made this ridiculous cut that he he looked like he looked like he was 160 pound like 
Dion Lewis? Yeah, it was unbelievable. Do we say steroids? <laughs> maybe, maybe. He's Antoine Smith-esque. That's who he, he is Antoine Smith-esque. A little bit more shifty. Probably even a little more shifty than Corey Dillon. Yeah, definitely more. Yeah, I just can't not be- as fast. As Corey I can't Dillon. believe we're saying shifty and Blagarry Blunt the same. same. It's unbelievable. It's weird, but it's it's when he gets through the line. As long as he can get through the line, he's fucking burying people. It's awesome to watch, and uh, and he's lo- he's loving every life second right of it. Now, yeah. How many times do you think he gets hit like two yards past the line of scrimmage, and then the whole entire pile just goes seven yards? It's like four or five times a game you see that. It's amazing to me that he was was he undrafted out of Oregon after he threw that awesome punch. <laughs> yeah, which I still don't blame him for. That white guy was talking <laughs> that was, shit. That was a perfect right to the jaw. Just connect oh, with one of the right best hook. YouTube videos of all uh, time. I mean, there was a camera right there. <laughs> <It was laughs> <just> so <laughs> he, he only had baby dreads at that point. He was a uh, now fucking guy. You could see him yapping, and all of a sudden, Legarrette was like, ah, "I ain't doing this." Then he was like going into the crowd. I was like, "Oh, this guy's the best." Probably hated him at the time, and then he got after it. So. Not to, uh, I like the way he's been playing. Um, this is the first game where the two tight ends uh, were actually defended well, uh, for most of the game anyway. Um, they were manning them up pretty good, or they were bracket covering them. But the problem with that was Edelman was wide open over the middle of the entire game. I was really happy to see Edelman check in, because he, he'd been quiet this year. He's been quiet. He hasn't made any big splash plays, but he's been consistent. He's getting yeah. the most targets, and... Uh, you know, he's making the most catches. He's just not scoring. Yeah, his one big play got called back, that 80-yard touchdown. On right, the, exactly, on the first play of whatever that is. Yeah, that against Buffalo, yeah. yeah. Um, so, I mean, he was wide open the entire game over the middle. And, and uh, him and James White were gonna been, would have been unstoppable if they didn't change their defense in Pittsburgh. So He got me fired up. Uh, he, got, he took a pop right in the beginning of the game, got <laughs> yeah. up, and was like, he loves getting hit. Yeah, love he it. Did, fucking yeah. loves it. I think he's got a couple of videos online of him getting hit in the Super Bowl, talking shit. Loved him. You know, um, the he that one play where he dropped, he would have ran forever, maybe all the way to the end zone. He, it was uh, the third down. Ball goes right over the middle, hits him in the arms, and I'm just like, you know, he tried to basket catch it, flops down. Uh, it was a holding penalty anyway, but they would have, you know, if there was no holding penalty, he would have ran for a mile before anybody even came close to him. He was, there was nobody within 20 yards of him besides the guy covering him, who he had beat. So, I mean... Do you think Bennett's hurt? You think that's no, not really. Last couple games? I, no, because he's in there blocking every play. Yeah, but they did that with Gronk. I mean, he did that with Gronk when he uh, when he was hurt. I mean, Bennett twisted his ankle two weeks ago, and then... Yeah, in the game, but he, but he stayed in the game even then. I mean, I think he's got an injured ankle, but I don't think it's affecting him too bad. Everybody's injured it. At this point we in the season, we except got for the Tom Brady because he's only played two yeah. games. We got the bye. We got to get through this week, and then we got the bye. We'll be good. Exactly. So, um, Gronk, that, that seam play, still think it's the most dangerous play in all of football. Rob Gronkowski running the seam with safety and coverage. Uh, every team makes a mistake on defense, and uh, Gronk and Brady are just so synced up. They, they, they saw that play. Brady threw it before Gronk even fucking made the cut. And it just fell perfectly into his hands for what was it, a thirty-five yard touchdown or something? I mean, it was perfect. I saw the replay on that, and Belichick's pointed out how the safety turns out. And yeah. when Brady lets go of the ball, it's like the safety takes his like first half step out, and Brady already knew he was like he, was he had beat. a touchdown. Yeah, yeah he just knows. Just exactly. so I mean, quick. he can re- he reads the safety's hips. It's crazy. Like so, yeah. so that's how they determine their 
their uh, their option route is by reading where the safety or the their defender is and wh- which way their hips are positioned. So if you look at the receivers, they're always watching the, the players' hips. They don't they don't they they base all their routes off of the defender. So it's not like a it's not a decided play play that they're going on. It's not fucking go out there run an out pattern or a fly. It's always if this guy's uh, playing you outside, go inside or go fuck you know go opposite of that. Um, and, and they don't have Troy Palmau back there who exactly. can set you up or you exactly know. who trick you or fucking yeah. they're not smart enough. So uh, I love watching that. So the I mean the the I wasn't thrilled with the defense, but I mean it was it was a defense designed to play against a uh, uh, a backup quarterback that. You know they were gonna try and make him a guy him. named Landry. Exactly. So, <laughs> so they were just gonna rush three or four, see what happens, see if Landry Jones can beat you throwing with uh, you know, only to Antonio Brown, and he he did a decent job. I mean, Butler stepped up. Butler was a stud in this he had game. A great I mean, game. he uh, he got beat on that one big play, but he could have had three interceptions. Yeah. He needed a big game too. He yeah, it, it, it's time that he catches them. I mean, he's last year he was like. An inch off constantly of intercepting the ball or you know batting down the ball. Now now he's getting his hands on the ball. I mean he picks off an Antonio Brown route, which was a bad pass, but it was a uh, he picked off an Antonio Brown route, which is nearly impossible to do. And then uh, you know twice more during the game he's getting huge pass breakups. He could have had three more interceptions in that game. Even the um, the team's leading tackler uh, Logan Ryan still had a decent Logan. game. <laughs> He was number one. <laughs> he has the number one burn rate in the NFL. I read the other day. That's oh, why he's leading the team terrible. in tackles. Like God, stiff. I don't know what the hell is up with him this year. I mean, he still's always in position. It's not like he's fucking yeah. way out of there. I mean, but now they're even starting Eric Rowe over him, who's good. I mean, this is some good players. It's just um, I don't understand what's up with him this year. He's, he's his technique is is there, and he's he's fucking. Making plays in the ball, I, he's just getting beat. I was talking to Dominic the other day, and he was like, uh, yeah, "I said something about Logan Ryan." He's like, "Yo, he's have, he's doing great. He's been tar- <laughs> he, he's been targeted more than any other." And I'm like, "That's not a good thing for Logan." <laughs> no, Ryan. it doesn't. It's not a great thing for Logan Ryan, is it? Time to push the panic button on Logan Ryan. I think they might have with uh, Rogan. Okay, already pulled. Rogan's like, good. I mean, he's like what six two. He's a good player. I mean, he's he's played pretty good. I mean, I still like. I'm partial to last year's corners. Uh, I just like the way that how tough they are. Uh, like Justin Coleman, I really like him. I just think that he's tougher and fights through picks. He fucking he's always around the ball. He tackles. I mean, Rowe. I've only seen him two games, but he's done okay. Um, he's. I mean, I want to see some athleticism out of the kid at six two and fuck. I looked at his combine numbers. He was like the number one or number two corner in uh, all the numbers. Weight, you know, uh, benching. Rush uh, twenty yard shuttle, forty yard dash, all of them, all the measurables that you like. To see. The shuttle runs big for the Pats. They love the three cone. Yeah, they love the. Th- if you're a three cone guy, <laughs> you're gonna be a Patriot. Yeah. Um, so I mean, so now we get down to the nitty gritty. Is it time to push the panic button? This is a true panic button. A conversation, maybe the first one all year. Yeah, this is a real, the most serious one. Now we're had. having a real conversation about should we be panicking? Uh, every single year, we uh, every single week we've asked this question because he's missed a kick. I think every single week, except did he miss one in the second game? I don't think so. But he's missed two straight extra points weeks, and uh, so two weeks missed an extra point. 
Misses. He did. He did miss one against the Dolphins. Yeah. Did he? Yeah, yeah he did. Mm-hmm. We, so he missed a field goal against the Cardinals. He missed a field goal against the Dolphins. He's missed, I think, three extra points this year, and more than three, two kicks. Three, three extra points and five field goals. Oh God, brutal. I mean, it, it's so far in his head right now. But Belichick's yeah. not giving up on him. Yeah, it started as a joke. Like, is yeah, it time to hit the yeah, because he was so there? good. Yeah, but like one of these days, one point's going to be a problem. Like, yeah. the, like it was an AFC Championship game last year. One point is going to come back to haunt him. Yeah, eventually, it's not going to be you know twelve point games every year, every week, and where uh you know oh, he missed a fucking extra point in the first quarter. It's not that big a deal. But now it's going to be you know at the end of the game, it's going to be. Uh, them for they're going to be thirteen, and somebody's going to be driving to score, you know, to win the game. the The radio, um, the radio has become unbearable, though. Like we'll talk about it. Like, is it time to hit the panic button? Yeah, but we're not trying to f- like figure out what's going. On. Like we, I, I have, is he like, having problems at home? W E E I saying like, oh, he does kickboxing and something's thrown off. What? Like, I'm I like, didn't hear this one. I, I'm just like, what are these? Fi- it's the Muay Thai training. I'm telling you, Joe. Yeah, like I got to hear it from a fat fifty year old that yeah. sits on the radio. <laughs> and, like he knows nothing about kicking. He's trying to. Phil from Swampskit's calling in. <laughs> <laughs> Said he's been playing soccer in his spare time. Now his kicks bend into the left. <laughs> okay, Phil, we get it. You saw, I saw him. He was on my. He was playing indoor soccer with me. He's on the. He's on the North Shore Thunder, <laughs> and he's a fucking no good. He can't hit the inside of the barn. There was a okay. caller who called into uh, ninety-eight-five on Monday and asked if uh, Goskowski was a closeted homosexual and if it's just <laughs> weighing on him. <laughs> that sounds he's like a troll. <laughs> I don't know. Why would that affect his kicking? Yeah, they're just saying it's wearing on him. That he wants to just come out and tell everyone. But you eh, could just do you it. Know, what are you gonna say? Rumors. Don't kick. He's already, isn't he? Uh, yeah. He doesn't a, seem true, but he's a southern boy with yeah. kids and a wife. I don't buy it. Not that that's ever trained, ever ever tricked anyone. But he, yeah, who knows? Maybe he is. But I feel like that wouldn't affect his kicking. I feel like that he'd be lighter on his feet. <laughs> Dancer. I don't know. Um, not that that was anything wrong with it. No, of course not. People's no. personal preferences have nothing <laughs> but their own. <laughs> what a man does in his bedroom with another man. His own decision. As long as he makes the extra point. That's it, exactly. Make the extra point, and we won't try to burn your house down. He's a fag! Uh, so, obviously, they got to fix this Gostowski thing, and they got to figure out fucking fumbles. Too many fucking fumbles. This week, the week before, the second in the league in fumbles and lost fumbles. Um, I can't understand it. I, I have no confidence in anybody receiving punts right now other than Amendola. Edelman's fumbling. Fucking Hogan fumbled. I mean, it was years and years, and people are going to bring up the Deflategate stuff. It was years and years that they were the best team when it came to uh, turnovers. Catch the other team's balls, though. Exactly. So I, could not, I, I, I was shocked to see Edelman fumble. Well, it's not the first one this year. Cyrus, I don't know if we're allowed to talk about him, but he had a couple. He doesn't even play ones. anymore. He's, He's fucking, done. He doesn't even dress. No. To, I, Vince Vince had a great source at the beginning of the year saying that he was uh, uh, he was going to get cut, yeah. and I said, "There's no way going to cut the top pick of the draft uh, or the Patriots draft." And look what's happened. Oh, yeah. He's got, already got two healthy scratches in him. My source said that if they when they do cut him, I can name my source. So is it Cyrus uh, Jones? He's got he's got to <laughs> protect himself a little bit. <laughs> of course you do. Uh, so he he's playing terrible. I don't like his fucking uh, his um, social media. Hate it. It's it's uh, soft. 
He's soft. He, S-A-W-F-T. Soft. He's going after all the... F- I don't know if he searches his name and, and, and fights back at people, but that's, I think that's what he does. Because people don't even at mention him. They're like, Cyrus Jones stinks today. And then he'll, he'll just go on Twitter and be like, fuck you, man. You don't play in the NFL. Uh, this guy. He, uh, He's one of them. Is he? I mean, the, when was the last time the, um, the Patriots have drafted a cornerback in the top two rounds successfully? Uh, McCourty. 96 and Ty Law. McCourty. Yeah, uh, yeah, but he was Chung. actually... They were safeties, not a cornerback. Was Logan Ryan a second-round pick? I think he might have been. Yeah, he actually might have been up there. But I'm just thinking all the Razai Dowlings. And uh, Raz, Raz Iyer Dowling, best nickname of all time. <laughs> uh, he was a fucking terrible. Everyone was loving that pick, too, remember? He was the number one pick in the second round. So, you know how they do the first round is one day... And then the second round is, and the third round the next day. The Patriots have the first pick. So they're fielding trade offers all day. And they're like, fuck no. We got the guy. <laughs> Roz I. Dowling from Virginia. Six foot one corner. I think he was uh, on the team for like three years. He was on IR, all of them. What a bum. <sighs> so <coughs> anyway, excuse me. Um, so that got me going. That was a satisfying victory. It's always satisfying to beat the Steelers. So... I wanted to discuss what the power rankings were for my most satisfying victories over the last 16 years. Uh, I don't know if you guys were prepared for this. I know I prepared for it. Uh, so I want to go from top, by bottom to top. My number five, and we can discuss as you wish. So number five, the Super Bowl XLIX versus Seattle Seahawks. Uh, with all the deflate gate talk leading up to the game, it was on fucking Brazilian TV, on CNN, Fox News, the lead story on every newspaper on earth. Um, and being just called cheaters. They can't win. They can't do it. They can't get anything done the right way. They have to cheat to win. And Brady comes out and fucking has the best fourth quarter of all time in the Super Bowl against one of the greatest defenses of all time. Shocks the world. Uh, that's my number five. That's, a, that's an impressive You want to do five. your number five? My number five would be... Have it in my notes. Please unravel them. Crumpled up paper. <laughs> I have it in uh, Bengals Beatdown 2014. Ah, right after the Kansas City Chiefs game? Oh, that was a nice one. That one got me going. Get the, let the boys play. Let the boys play. Let them play. Let the boys play. Uh, <laughs> Brady and Edelman passing the ball back and forth, deciding who's going to spike Who's going to spike it? it. All right, this one goes deep. My number four, beating Baltimore 41-7 in Baltimore, week 16 of 2013, knocking them out of playoff contention. Uh, just a year or two earlier, the Ravens had beat us in the playoffs, and they had won the Super Bowl. Um, so Baltimore, you don't want them to get in the playoffs because you know they're going to come to New England because it just always lines up that way. So Patriots go to Baltimore. Both teams aren't – I mean, Baltimore's struggling, going, uh, you know, win-loss, win-loss. Um and Patriots needed a win. They went down to Baltimore, kicked the shit out of them, intercepted Flacco like three or four times. Garrett Wunt had a big game. How about your number four? Uh, deflate Gate, or the alleged Deflate Gate game. The Indianapolis Colts blowout. That was my first playoff game, and uh, so these are personal. Uh, these are personal to you. I mean, that was, emotional wins. I, you threw my dad to I, the ground that game, yeah, I believe. I was fired up. Yeah, fired up. Let <laughs> the boys play. Yeah, let them play. Let the boys play. Uh, number three, week 11, 2009, and a Pat's down year. That was one of the probably their worst season in the last 15 years. 
That's the 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 famous. Uh, everyone's late to the uh, team meetings and uh, Dalius Thomas and nobody wants to play for them anymore team. So uh, this is the year when the Jets probably had their best team in the last 30 years. Rex Ryan's first season. Uh, you know, Great we, defense. Unbelievable defense. Revis is prime. Young Revis. Uh, so and there was still hope for Mark Sanchez. Exactly. Rex Ryan comes into the season talking shit. Nobody knows who this guy is. He's talking trash. Uh, we're gonna beat him. He's call- he I remember my friend telling me that he called all the season ticket holders, left vo- uh, messages on not, you know, for every single person, but he left like a, a Jets voice, be like, "Come out and support the Jets because we're gonna beat the Patriots if you're there and you're loud." I love Rex. I do like Rex God, too. No. Um, <laughs> but he was talking shit, and I was like, "Who is this guy? We're gonna kill the Jets by a hundred, just like we've been doing the last nine years." And uh, they lost. They lost whatever it was. I think it was like fourteen to nine or something. And then uh, the Patriots. Uh, crushed them later on in the season. Big uh, like night game I was at, 31-14, um, dominating that game. Deion Branch had a huge game, I remember. Um, just absolutely blew him out. So that hurt because they lost in the playoffs to them, but still, it was exciting. Uh, your number three. 2015 AFC Divisional game over the Ravens. Love Came it. back from two... 14-point deficit. That was on my list to be added. I couldn't I couldn't do it, but probably the most excited I've ever been at a football game, coming back the second time with uh, the LaFell catch. I watched the game at home with my parents, and Lanes. the neighbors almost called the police because they, <laughs> they, they thought a murder was happening in our house. Must be so. So it was like six p.m. and you're watching the game. I was fucking losing my shit. I think it was like three. It was yeah. like it was, I, was, I was hammered. West Coast can't. Yeah, can't, West Coast is can't even awesome understand for it. football though. Um, so no, my number two, I I, I combined win things here because it's kind of one memory, but it's the Patriots beating both the Titans and Colts in the 2003 playoffs after Manning and Steve McNair named co-MVP, even though the Patriots didn't lose a game past week four. <laughs> Everyone was disrespecting Brady, saying he's still a system guy after he's already won two Super Bowls. Um, oh, sorry, no, this is he only won one Super Bowl this, at this point, but the team was so loaded, and uh, defense was stacked. They were literally beating teams to death by just hitting them. Uh, nobody wanted to play the Patriots. Titans and Colts had to come to New England, and Brady beat both of them handily, um, and that was very satisfying to me, and it, I loved it. Was that like the 19-3 to three game when Manning threw four picks? No, it wasn't that game. It was, that the, was the, the year, year before. Right. So that, was, was a, that was a tough AFC. That was a very tough oh AFC. God. Fucking, that's different than what it is now. Yeah. Fucking all-running game. Number now two, Vince. Number two. Dead air here. Yeah, dead air. <laughs> uh, Seahawks Super Bowl. Perfect. Just I like mean, we discussed. My good. number one. The Patriots beat Steelers in the 2004 AFC Championship game after losing to rookie Ben Roethlisberger and stopping uh, the Patriots' 21-game historic 21-game winning streak. Uh, the Patriots come alive, dominate the Steelers. I think that they were – there was really no doubt that they were going to win that game. I, I knew – they had a rough go at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh had a good defense, but no way Roethlisberger was going to beat that team. They were, I mean, that team could have won 16-0 easily. They choked late in the season to Miami. Uh, that was one of the most obnoxious losses I've ever seen. I think Miami was like 2-14 and that year, and uh, and they lost to the Steelers, a rookie quarterback. 
Uh, that was probably that was my favorite team and probably the best team in Patriots history. I think. Um, you got a number one. To quote our quarterback, the next one. <laughs> That's like, just so lame. Uh, Tom Brady could do that. Tom Brady could do that. Starting defense, place at the table. You get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. I thought for sure you were gonna have that. I watched that. I watched that the other day. Which was when he went. My favorite ring. The next, next one. Yeah. Well, that's a quote. I didn't think it was. If that, uh, that's a good. I mean, I like it. Hey, I'm going to be honest. It, it drew, drew a laugh. <laughs> Niggas is wildin'. <laughs> so who's your favorite? I worked out. Who, who are your favorite teams to beat? Uh, Ravens. Love the, to beat the Ravens. The Chargers. Are really? Up there my one. Well, you're a San, you lived in San Diego for a while, and right? And I went to that game when it was like a couple years ago when it was like 60% Pats fans, 40 Chargers fans just screamed at them. Was it really 40% Chargers fans? Because it seemed like it was 90% Patriots fans of that game. No, it was pretty spit, split, but every Pats fan was hammered. And loud. Drunk well. and yelling at... They didn't even know what they were like. They thought we were going to come in and be nice and friendly. It was <laughs> animosity they from had, the get-go. They had no idea that, you know, we haven't seen weather that nice ever that late in the year when they had i mean when lt was going it was a, it was a team healthy rivalry yeah, yeah we put them a lot in the playoffs yeah year after year healthy rivalry back then not uh, that they ever won but no. <laughs> he i just lo- made lt cry it was one of my favorite things ever um so i i, I go I, I i do it this way i do colts my favorite team to beat ever since i was a little kid i always hated the colts yeah just hated their good guy attitude uh Ravens, like you said, fucking hate them because they always. This is the only team that holds the Patriots' number in the playoffs. The only team I really ever get nervous to play against in the playoffs was the Ravens and Peyton Manning. Yeah, what, whatever team he was in, on. In 2015, before that game, I mean, I wanted to throw up when we had to play them because, and then Baltimore? we were down 14 points two times. Yeah, like that's why that one was so good. It was, but that was such a great game. Uh, one of my favorites, Jojo LaFell. Catch, maybe of my life. Love that game. Best throw Brady's ever made. I still still say. Love uh, jo- I love JoJo. Still do. I still think the Jets or any Rex Ryan coach team after that, and then uh, the Steelers, and then last, pretty much uh, any team with a fan base that's obnoxiously cunty or have a gag like being the Twelves or wearing their neon boas, for instance, like the Philadelphia um, Eagle fans when they went to the Super Bowl. 2004, they were just loud and assholes. Like they had a really good team for the first time in a million years. Well, you told I heard from at the Super Bowl, the Seahawks fans were very nice. They were yeah, the, the worst. Then just so nice, but they why they gotta dress like that? I wouldn't hate them if they didn't have to dress like that. So because they're so new, it's like they they've been fans for like a they're year. They're twelves guys. So they're the twelves. <laughs> they, I don't like I don't I don't like a team that needs to have uh, a fan club. They have name. those neon like. A, like arena league looking uniforms that they wear around. It's it almost like, takes away from just being a fan of the game. Like they have like their own little mock bullshit. Like it's I don't yeah. Know. They 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 go to be heard themselves. They go to be yeah. a fan also. Like they they bought they buy jerseys that say twelve on them and say fan on the back. It's, Why? It's Why would you ever own that? That was the number one selling uh, jersey by the way. Number one selling NFL jersey in Hawaii is the Seattle Seahawks twelves jersey. Which, why are they Seahawks fans there? I feel like they should be like uh, 
Marcus Mariota fans. I think they should just walk around wearing all-star jerseys. (laughs) (laughs) Pro Bowl jersey only. (laughs) Terrell Owens, Pro Bowl 98. (laughs) I used to love fucking... Josh Brown, Pro (laughs) Bowl. (laughs) Josh Brown, Pro Bowl. That would be a good jersey to own now. It's like my my brother's Aaron Hernandez fucking 36 by 36 poster. Ah, It's still hanging in the room. I know it is. Uh, I just like I said, I hate a team that has a fan base name. Like I never really liked Red Sox Nation. I didn't. I didn't like that stuff. Even though that was like kind of one of the first ones. When Jerry became the president, I was like, uh, uh, Jerry I'm, Remy, I'm, out I'm the that. president of Red Sox Nation. Are you? Your son's a murderer. <laughs> also, <laughs> why don't you let's go bring home. that up. Why don't you go home and ground your son, you idiot? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Obviously, he needs some parenting. Uh, you shouldn't be. You shouldn't be parent. You shouldn't be president of any club. Nor should you be working anymore. Um, it was 162 games a year. You were away from home. It was actually a, a mistake. Exactly. <laughs> 200 days at home is way too little for you, sir. Um, so big week this week, or as the Saga Sachem's football coach used to say, huge week today. Huge week today. <laughs> as we're getting the Buffalo Bills back again. Dallas is going down. Circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Um, so Miami beat Buffalo last week, which was huge. Oh, it was so nice. That was so nice because I was nervous about this game, this Buffalo game. Going to Buffalo in a must-win situation is no ta- no easy task no matter who's coaching. And Rex Ryan is a, a hell of a coach. <laughs> I fucking hate playing Rex Ryan defenses, even if he doesn't have a great defensive athletes or a you know, great roster of a defense, he still will find a way to scheme and, and trick you, even though Brady's probably seen every idea he's ever had. It's just uh, Buffalo is a scary place to play. Bill's Mafia gets loud. They stay there. They get lit. and uh, <laughs> They bang each other in the parking lot. Exactly. It's a, it's a mess. Do asshole luges <laughs> throw themselves through picnic tables. I like I like their style. I just, uh, I'd love to go to a game there. That would be unbelievable. Yeah, I don't think it would be good if you're wearing Patriots stuff, but probably still be fun. Ah, they just like to party, dude. Yeah, I don't think they give a fuck. I would like that. Well, maybe this one, they actually think they're... uh, They do fall for it every year. They actually think they have a chance of winning the division. They've been tricked by Rex Ryan before. Yeah, they're not. Uh, not. They could not stop Jay Ajayi, or as my fantasy team calls him, Jay Ajayi MVP. (laughs) Um, Last last week, he went up for 200 yards. Fucking stud. Um... I actually bet. I actually bet that game. I want want some, money, want some money on it. I had a feeling. I like the Dolphins in that game yeah, also. I don't know. Uh, Dolphins at home are, are tough to beat, but uh, I don't. You know, I don't really ever bet on the Dolphins to win unless it's late, late in this, uh, early in the season. I mean, when it's like a thousand degrees and humid. I, I just thought the Bills had to come back to earth. They played some shitty teams. They played the Patriots without Brady. They played them with fucking Jacoby Brissett and no thumb. Belichick. Pro- I mean, uh, Rex probably started getting a little cocky. Yeah. Like, what did Brady throw for last year up there? Like 450 yards? Yeah, he had a great game last year up he there. That was threw like the ball s- like 50 times. Was that the first game of the season or the second game of the season they went up there and uh, tore him apart? Yeah. Uh, so fucking, what's his name? One of the, their only good safety, Aaron Williams, got absolutely KO'd by Jarvis Landry last week when, on that crackback block. Oh, my God. Which was a complete decapitation. They the red zone cut away from that game for a while because he like, killed him. Yeah. He had to be. He was the, the fucking game was in mourning because he got <laughs> killed, which wasn't even a crackback block. If you watch it, he hit him head on. It was just zero awareness by Aaron Williams. It was horrific looking. Yeah, it was a, 
I liked it, but that's that's what I used to love to see. That's a fucking shit. That would have been celebrated, universally celebrated yeah. in 1999. He looked like a that's question like, mark laying down on the field. He like was that. dead on the ground because <laughs> that's what Patrice, Patrice O'Neill's famous joke was that uh, they used to do the like the entire stands would do the yeah the yeah players paralyzed <laughs> motherfucker and they do the paralyzed dance. You're the team <laughs> to be stealing niggas' socks and tying it to their helmets to yeah. warn the next team. <laughs> Wait, so did we find out what happened to that guy? Is he okay? Uh, I'm sure he's not going to... There's no way he's going to... Yeah, Patrice O'Neill. No, he didn't make it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Bad heart. Aaron Williams. uh, I don't know. He's got to be KO'd for this week. I mean, that was a fucking knockout punch he took last week. I didn't hear anything about it. Uh, And I was was watching for it. I don't think Bill's Bill's media is too prevalent in the real life world. I was just talking about that Probably digging himself out of snow right now. Um, So the Bills can't stop the run. They get Marcel Darius back this this week, but... Garrett Blunt is going to be huge. The Patriots' offense is going to be the same. Let's face it. Everyone knows you're going to come out there with fucking six or seven weapons, use them in a uh, different variation. Garrett Blunt's going to run down your throat. Uh, Gronk and Bennett are going to run the seams, and then they're going to open up things for Edelman and James White underneath. It's just the offense is going to be the same. Um, I just think the only reason I really think they lost last game was because they just were lazy and bored. They were done being quarterbacked. By a fu- it was basically like Christmas Eve, like for as a kid, you were like, okay, if we get it through this game healthy, we get Tom Brady back. We don't have to worry about this anymore. We got a quarterback that can't even throw right now. He's injured. Let's just get through this game, do what we have to do, and then get till tomorrow. Nobody cared that they were going to lose that game. I didn't. I didn't even get mad one time during that game. I was actually no, like, I, I was, was like, at it. I was miserable that I was at yeah, it. That was I was like, f- I was like. You know what? This is probably good. Frankie deserves this for taking uh, his fiance over me. I agree um, with that. Yeah. I still penalty. Think As penalty. Yeah. Deserves to get uh, shut out for the first care. time since 93. Yeah. Tom's <laughs> coming back right after. And since then, I, I need to reel it in because I'm just like. You're just, all aboard right I now. I just don't. Uh, no, but no team scares me. I'm, I'm sitting there. We're playing no. Cincinnati. We're playing. The, I'm just like. Seattle this still is, scares me because of the it's defense. The only time the, I've. Patriots is like the only time I've ever been nervous to play it. I've never been scared of another team's offense. Let's put it that way. I've always been like the Patriots offense are going to be able to fucking score with somebody. So like like when they played the Colts back in the old days, like uh, the defense is going to kill the Colts. I'm not too worried about that offense. Uh, But now the Patriots can outscore anyone like they have been the last 10 years. Uh, The things that scare me like playing like the Jets, uh, not anymore, but like Jets with like a really sick defense, or Seattle really scares me with their defense can do. I know they haven't uh, lived up to the hype, but they were a fucking great defense. They're still a good defense. They're second best in the league behind the Pats. Pats yeah. are number one in points against this year, which is yeah, they're doing really well against the points against. But they're always right up there with that. But they're always way down the bottom on yards allowed with the bend don't break mm-hmm. defense. Last time I was scared of an offense was when we went to uh, Lambeau. On that yeah. two-week road trip, that was a great game. It was, uh, and, I, and I, I was scared of Rogers that game. And yeah, he, I, I kind of chalked that one up as a loss from the jump, though. Yeah, the, but they teased us, and we thought we were going to get it, and then we went out to San Diego and beat the bag out. The of game with that Seattle, that fucking Green Bay game, Green Bay game was they were they were were they winning or they were tight and oh, fucking it came down to the and, last. And round. Jordy Nelson beat Revis right before yeah. the half and scored a touchdown, yeah. and that, that was miserable. And then we went to San Diego and we didn't lose again. Yeah, that was the last loss yeah. of the season. Um, so the Bills can't stop the run, and they can't beat you without running because nobody circles the wagon. No one circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. 
Yes. So if you stop the run like they didn't do in the first game, they're going to win because – Well, Shady's not – He's 100%. not 100%. Tyrod Taylor can't beat you underneath picking you apart. They're not going to play a zone defense this time. They'll man up those bum receivers. Is Sammy Watkins back? No, Sammy Watkins isn't back. Oh, They've got yeah, nothing. They've got LaShawn McCoy and Tyrod Ty – I can't even say his name – Tyrod Taylor's feet and the long ball. So you don't get beat deep. Um, you're going to win. You're going to go out there and shut down their offense. You just got to be able to score on them, which you should be able to do at a pretty effective rate. So they can't stop the run, and they have they have two good corners, and that's really it. They have one good line lineman, one good linebacker, and two good corners. Safeties are useless. They're the best ones injured, and the rest of the team is really they got no pass rush. They got nothing else. You got I Marcel mean, Darius coming off suspension and injury. What we, else is there? We haven't mentioned Tom Brady's insane stat line since he's Oh, I know. What's he throwing? 75%. Throwing over 75%. Uh, the Patriots' only team – I said there was they were the only team because I saw it on, on uh, ESPN, but apparently there's two other teams that have done it, had uh, never thrown an interception through the first six games. Patriots have now done it through seven. And um, there was another thing that was just flying through my head. Minnesota was on, the, on that – Brink, they threw one they last threw week. They threw one last week. Yeah. yeah. So – there was another thing that was running through my head. Brady's October numbers? Oh, no. That, that was a good one, though, too. That he hasn't lost in October in, like, five years or something. Yeah. He's a stud. Fuck it. He's really crushing. I mean, it makes you wonder if, like, he's only played, two what, two games? Three games? What's he played? Three. Three, yes. The Bengals. And <laughs> he's Brown, the fucking <laughs> he's running for first downs. He is. He's a gazelle <laughs> out there. <laughs> Mans can't be stopped. So, uh, I don't know. I don't know what to expect in this game. I, I really think that. It's always tough to play them because it's it's a, a tough place to play, but the Patriots are going to be ready. The offense is going to be ready to play. The defense is going to come ready to play. Like I said, they were lazy last time they played. They weren't ready to win. They just wanted to go out there and get the job done and have a game behind them because they were playing with house money. Nobody thought they were going to be 4-0. Nobody even thought they were going to be 3-1. and yeah. Most of the people thought it would be 2-2 two and two at best. And... uh they went out there and won. So I'd like to see them deliver the final knockout blow to Rex because I don't like him getting cocky. I don't like him getting cocky up there and, and getting a nice warm seat up in Buffalo. I like him, that, that owner, to make a mistake and start over with a new coach, something like that. I'm so scared of uh, making a prediction on this game because, like I said, I need to reel it in. I've been, I mean, I've been just people. Front running. People have been texting me, and I'm like, so it's going to be a blowout. We're dominating. I get my dad texting me saying, like, oh, they're trying to lose this game last week. Why were they trying? Oh, last week, yeah. And I'm like, and I'm like, yeah, the difference is when we try to lose the game, we're still up 11. Right. Like, it's, I'm just – I'm way over cocky as a I think fan it's gonna right be. now. I need to bring it back. Yeah, I like when you get to that level, though. Yeah. It I feels did. good. When you, the, the air of invincibility, I had that once in 2007 in the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That was a, that was the worst day of my life. That, that day and the next day, I fucking was suicidal over a sports team, and I was like, "This is can't be healthy." A tough drive back to Chicago. Ugh, miserable. No, that wasn't that game. That was uh, it's the undefeated season. Oh, that was Arizona. You didn't go to that one. I didn't go to that one. I was in Saugus, crying my eyes out, punching punching walls. <laughs> well, my oh, I still remember yelling at mother. <laughs> she wasn't. She was in Florida, so. We had people, my aunt, over for some fucking reason. She was in the other room, and uh, me and my friends were watching in another room on a big screen. And uh, listen to me, all fancy. With I was in here looking on the big screen, but uh, for some reason the other TV got like the plays, like 
I don't know, half a second earlier than we got it. So I heard like the Randy Moss touchdown and like them cheer for it. And then the Plaxico Burris touchdown, I heard them be like, oh. <laughs> I was like, fuck, no, no. Knew what was coming and still hoping it's not going to happen. Uh, whatever. I still still haunts me, that fucking thing. I had to go go down into my basement where I slept next to my Tom Brady fathead. Look at him and say, why'd you do this to me? <laughs> I was, oh, my God. I was living in Dorchester at the time. And I threw like. A dot rat. I, I threw a Super Bowl party where like I bought like this big spread when I didn't have any money to buy this stuff. Like I Friends. spent I spent like a hundred and something dollars when I righteous didn't ha- bucks. I, I didn't have ten dollars to my name on the Super Bowl party. <laughs> yeah. And I just remember laying on the ground for like five hours after like I couldn't. The problem was that, that was everyone thought that. So like everyone was in the same misery. I just shut off my TV, went downstairs, pretend nothing happened, didn't watch ESPN for six years. So that was Sunday. <laughs> and then I... Uh, my Monday I, wasn't any better. I gather myself. I didn't go out Monday. I, I'm at a gas station on Tuesday, and I see Tom Brady fill, gas. filling up. It was like an expedition. It was the weird. I was like, I, I, I thought Tom. Br- I thought I thought he'd be driving like, but I just remember thinking I was like, he doesn't look devastated. Like he's alive. Like he's fine. And I was. <laughs> I thought that hurt was you as bad as that. I thought that. I, I was like, I'm like my eyes were still black from just <laughs> crying and shit. And like I just see Tom sitting there wearing fucking Under Armour sweatpants, pumping Texting gas. His buddies, like, like where are we going tonight? Uh, that would have made me. That would probably drove me up a wall. I probably would have quit being a fan. That was the first time I ever like or saw him, him in like what a reasonable him. distance, and I was just like in <laughs> in awe, yeah. starstruck. Well, let's go with a prediction. Prediction time, everybody. Prediction time. Um, I think this one's gonna be a rope. I'm thinking two forty eight to like thirteen. Wow, you love the Bills this week. No, Pat's in a rope. What do you got, Vince? Defense with two touchdowns. Wow. I'd like to see that. I need to. I need defenses to sc- start scoring. Vince, what do you like? Vince is really thinking about this right now. 28-14. Bills? Pats. Oh, I love it. I'm going Patriots 27, Bills 17. It's going to be tight to the wire. I think the Patriots score a touchdown late to put it out of reach. Eh, we'll see what happens, but uh, you guys got anything to plug? How, we'll get many, out of here? how, how many... Uh, <laughs> I was accounting for an extra... Uh, Pat's going for two and leaving Koskowski on the bench. I'd like that. <laughs> All right, get right, Koskowski. We're going to go for two the whole game. Uh, yeah, Saturday, um, PA's Lounge in Somerville. I think the show's at 5 o'clock. Um, 5 o'clock on a Saturday. You got to get the good time, huh? <laughs> yeah. Well, they double booked us and screwed us. It was at 8, and now we, have to, we got moved to 5. So 5, five o'clock, PA's Lounge, Somerville. Catch, catch, a, catch a late lunch. Come see Tyler. Yeah, well, pregame um, before you go to your Halloween party. We got a big star possibly coming in soon, guys. I don't want to get anyone excited, but possibly a big star. Uh, a so blue check mark. He's a veri- he's a verified member. Maybe the first ever Sachem to be verified. Possibly. Probably the only verified yeah. Sachem. Um, that's uh, RL got verified from his survivor days. No, that's true too. <laughs> I don't uh, think so. <laughs> no, unlikely. It's a couple survivors. At Brady Disciple and at Malcolm Go Pod. Get after me on Twitter. Follow me on um, and. Uh, Email me at malcolmgopodcast at gmail.com. Ask me questions. Ask the boys questions. Come on the podcast. Do whatever you want to do. Uh, until then, we'll say thanks to Tyler. Go back. Go back. Go back. Go back. Go back. Go back.
your job. All right, don't try to make too much out of it. Just do your job. Seven, eight months ago, right? All from this moment. It's about honor. It's about respect. We win this game. You're honored. Your kids are honored. Your family's honored. Stack receivers two to the right. Russell Wilson extends the hands he has. Wilson, quick throw. And it's good. Intercepted. Intercepted to Malcolm Butler. Butler has it at the one. Malcolm Butler. And Warner goes back to throw, and here's the blitz by Mike Brady. You're the greatest quarterback in the world, man. Hey, I love you, man.